This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. Our guest speaker today is Major Donald Montgomery from Sale Corps, and he's going to speak on Ephesians 2, verses 14 to 18, and we'll hear that a little bit later. Lord, lest we forget, we come to remind ourselves of the debt we owe to so many. Speak to us of the life made possible through their selfless service, so that we may learn to cherish more the things they died for, liberty, justice and peace, ensuring their sacrifice will not have been wasted. And let's join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. On this Remembrance Sunday, As a former military musician and as the chaplain to Cheshire Army Cadet Force, as a member of the Royal Army Chaplains Department, it's a sacred privilege to greet you via the vehicle of Salvationist Radio. My name is Major Donald Montgomery and along with my wife Anne, we are the Corps Officers at SAIL Salvation Army Corps in the North West and Isle of Man Division. As we begin these moments of reflection, permit me to share a prayer with you. Holy God, you chose to walk with us in the messiness of the world, sharing our vulnerability. We pray today for all those deployed on military operations. Where they face danger, protect them. Where they face unimaginable responsibility and pressure, sustain them. Where they face the pain of separation from loved ones, comfort them. Remind us all of our responsibilities to those who do difficult things in pursuit of a peaceful, stable world and challenge us to play our part in building a world in which all your precious people can live without fear. Amen. The scripture reading that I've chosen for today comes from Ephesians chapter 2, which says, when speaking about Jesus, these words, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to those who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. So as we spend some time considering this day in history, this moment in history, we can do little else but reflect on the lack of peace in our world. A world where brother fights against brother, where sons and daughters take up arms against parents, where abuse is rife, where conflict seems to escalate, and yet Jesus says in the midst of it all, Peace I give to you. And yet the world will say to us, where is this peace of which you speak? 
When the world says, where is this peace? Our mouths become dry, our hearts despair, and just sometimes we're left stranded on an island of despondency, sometimes even doubting our own experience of the cross of Christ. We know in our minds that we believe in something or someone, but sometimes our response to situations and to circumstances leaves us doubting and devoid of peace. In these next few moments, we're going to look at what Paul said to the church at Ephesus and see if we can discern what God might need to say to you and to me on this Remembrance Day. Paul made several large claims about Jesus Christ. He said he himself is our peace. Recalling the words of Luke, we hear Simeon on the day that Jesus was presented back in the ceremony of dedication, testifying about receiving peace. In Luke chapter 2, we read that Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. Jesus, of course, said in Matthew 5 verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And then to the disciples, after his death and resurrection, we see the record of the events in John chapter 20. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. From these very real instances, from the writing of the first century people of God, the people who walked and talked with Jesus, we see that his presence brings peace, that his presence enables others to demonstrate peace. And in the midst of the doubt and the fear and the confusion, it was Jesus' desire that his friends would feel peace. So when the world says, where is this peace of which you speak? It seems that our challenge is to share what we know, to talk of what we've seen, and to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. John, in his first letter, says this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. For you and for me, we can be encouraged to keep it simple. We can say, there have been days when I have longed, even ached for peace in my heart, and then, by the presence of Jesus, it has come, and I have known peace. Or you may have sat with someone who was feeling alone, someone feeling hurt or dejected, someone who was struggling to see anything good in the world or in their fellow men. And because you've listened to them, because you've shared their pain, because you've cried with them, then in the name of Jesus and because of the love of God, you will have brought peace to their hearts. Hence why Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, those who bring peace to troubled hearts. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. You and I may even be able to say, I can remember a really difficult time. But yet, in the middle of it all, someone breathed peace into our midst. It was like something we had never felt before. Very similar to the day when Jesus walked into a house 
saw a group of frightened, confused and fragile believers, looked at them, breathed upon them and said, Peace be with you. Paul says it clearly. He himself is our peace. And he himself destroyed the barrier. Now we know that the cross was effective because the barrier of sin, the partition of sin, the garments of sin were removed and were placed on Jesus. And consequently, Paul continues, he himself put to death the hostility between man and God. After the fall of mankind as recorded in Genesis, Scripture states that man and God lived in perfect harmony no more. Scripture says that God positioned an angel with a flaming sword on the path towards the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that mankind would eat of it no more. But on that day, at the cross, the hostilities were ended, not by political manoeuvring, not through another treaty, but through the self-sacrifice of Jesus Christ our Lord. And because the hostilities were ended, because God was able to look upon the death of his Son and pardon you and me, so a glorious reconciliation took place. Paul also said, He himself preached peace to those who were far away and to those who were near. Do you notice that Jesus preached peace to two groups of people, those who were far from God and those who were near? But if he preached peace to those who were near, why did we need to hear about his peace? Well, perhaps we hadn't let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Perhaps that's the challenge. What will you say the next time someone says, where is this peace that you keep talking about? How can we see it? How do we know that it's real? Can I dare to suggest that you simply tell the story of Jesus in your life? Can I suggest that you simply share a time when you've known the peace of Jesus Christ fill you and bless you and calm you with his love? And if today you want to know that peace, experience that peace, feel that peace in your own heart and life, can I invite you in this moment to simply pray and ask for it to be real for you? In John 14, in the message paraphrase, we read these words of Jesus. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. In a moment we're going to listen to a beautiful and powerful song written by Commissioner Keith Banks and Peter Ayling and it reminds us that as recipients of peace we can actually also be messengers of peace to a world. He himself is our peace. Now before we listen Let's share a final prayer together. Loving God, as we work for peace, give us wisdom. As we strive for justice, give us courage. As we tear down the walls that divide us, give us strength. As we care for those in need, give us compassion. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to take part in an act of remembrance featuring the last post and a two-minute silence, then please visit salvationist.org.uk forward slash Remembrance Sunday.